Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. See what, the boys are back together. Boys finally. are back. It's been a couple of weeks, but we are finally all back in studio together once again. Joining me for another massive instalment is Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. How are you, Budweiser? Are you travelling well? Travelling well. I probably need some WD-40. I feel like I'm going to be a bit rusty. Kind but... of like the Tin Man, Wizard of Oz. Just need to uh, loosen up the joints a little bit. I think I'm going in the sun. <laughs> for, I guess we should preface this ahead of the episode for our video listeners or watchers. Yeah, it's, we've uh, had a bit of we've had a bit of an issue with the old Zoom recording over the last few weeks. It's fair to say, and uh, today seems no different, unfortunately. But I thought to you guys the us. other day, like, please, if you know what the solution is to this, hit us up on the yeah. socials: Instagram, yep. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. There's a nice early plug as well. <laughs> um, would love to hear what your best remedies are for Zoom, or if you've got any other video platforms you use, would love to hear anything and everything. It's yeah. not a camera issue either, even though no. it looks that way. But we've got the heart of a true champion. We will push on. Also <laughs> joining us back once again. Mr. Roy Hancock, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, Nick. Nice to be here. Nice of you to hold the fort for the last few weeks mm. while we've been out and about. But, um, yeah, glad to be back. And Can you see? Does it look like we've got a little more shoulder width here? Like I'm carrying a big load on these mm. shoulders. Oh, I thought you weeks. were hitting the yeah, um, delts at the gym. But, no, I have uh, been as well. Oh, you have been? Okay. Fellas, it's, uh, you know, I've, I'm happy doing any and all podcasts, whether that be solo, whether that be with a group, whatever the case may be. I love anything and everything. I've quite enjoyed doing the solo one, just being good, but mm. there's nothing quite like like the energy of being together. So it's great to have you guys back on board. Uh, big, big episode, lads. Huge one ahead. We are just hurtling towards the plane at the moment. Most teams have roughly around 20 games to go for the regular season. Hence, we thought tonight would be a good opportunity just to kind of shed a little bit of a light on the plane picture as it stands. Going to give our predictions for which teams from each conference we think will be in the plane and the eventual winners of those matchups. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I sh- I'm sure there'll be a couple of differences there, a couple of debates, things of the kind. But mm. um, tell you what, lads, every game now feels like it's got so much riding on it, doesn't it? I don't know about you guys, but has it ever been as congested as it is this year? I don't know if it's just recency bias, just because we're obviously can, can remember and are experiencing this logjam of an East and Western Conference. But to be honest with you, I can't remember too many recent seasons where it's been this congested. And, you know, teams down to about 13 still have the possibility of slotting in quite easily on their game or two back. Well, a little shout out last night. I was having a chat on my own personal Instagram account there. Uh, a friend I went to, to high school, uh, to college, should I say, with Denver Kearney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were speaking just about how open it is, both mm. conferences at the moment. Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said, Ro. I don't think in recent times there's been a year where there's so many potential winners and um, it makes for some really exciting bowls. So, mm. lads, let's get into it. We'll start quickly with some odds and ends before we get into the bulk of the show. Let's start first and foremost. Now, this is a guy we've spoken about quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. None of it good news. Uh, it was kind of compounded during the week. Mm. From reports from ESPN, it seems as if Lonzo Ball is likely he will need a third surgical procedure on his left knee. Um, They're currently weighing it up with other specialist surgeons. But if that were to be the case, and this were to eventuate later in the month, whatever the case may be over the course of the next couple of weeks, it would seem very unlikely that he'll be ready for the start of the 2023-2024 season. Incredible. Now, with that, fellas... 
we, we've spoken about how the Bulls over the last 12, 24 months have looked best when Lonzo's on the court, mm. uh, undoubtedly. Oh, they're, a sh- they're an absolute shell of a team without him. If he's not going to be right, do they almost pack in this iteration, do you think? Like, is it time to, you know, we certainly hope for a speedy recovery, but is it oh, time yeah. to kind of venture mm. away? Is it maybe a Vooch, a Lonzo, a Levine, DeRozan? Do they just kind of start from scratch? Because it feels as if at this point, they're never going to get back to where they were at the start of last season. I think that's the direction they're probably looking at and heading at the moment. I mean, they're not even in the play-in uh, picture at the moment. I think they're one or two teams out. Um, if they don't make the play-in, I think that's definitely going to be the option. Interested to hear whether you have them in there yeah. or not very shortly. Yes, but... um. Yeah, I think nonetheless, near future, they're blowing it up. And that's what I've I've wanted them to do. And for yourself, Ro, do you, do you tend to agree with that? Or do you think they should, like, you know, hope for the best six months' time, if, if this procedure goes ahead, they're getting back healthy, um, that they can kind of return to that that start they had at the, uh, the beginning of last season? So the thing is, from my perspective, that if Lonzo Ball was to regain his health, um, I consider them, you know, Probably they'll probably be up at around that six to fifth mark in the yep. East at the absolute highest. But the fact of the matter is, Lonzo Ball, throughout pretty much the entirety of his career so far, has been riddled with injuries, and it's been a real shame for him. Um, so, in my opinion, I think they should have blown it up already for starters. But going forward, I think they this is like the cherry on top to go. Look, we need to start again, and yep. if that means offloading Zach Levine. Vooch, Lonzo, yeah. yep. who would take Lonzo with his current injury <laughs> um, concerns. I think they need to get that sorted as soon as possible because I think we mentioned a few weeks ago, Nick and Lee, that they're one of these teams who haven't made a decision either way as to whether they want to trade for players to go up the standings or blow it up and just start from scratch. And, and we hate that, don't we? Here at the Daily Dribble, we hate mediocrity. We hate we mediocrity. Hate it. It's the catchphrase of the show. It and is. They have been just that for pretty much since Lonzo got injured yep. um, midway through last season. So blow it up for mine. Um, the Chicago natives aren't going to like that though, are they? I know. Shout out to our, our probably our longest, most faithful listener, Caleb Apex Fraser. They're doing wonderful things in the music industry. Yes. Our resident Bulls fan, um, mate. Yeah, no, we've not had many good things to say about the Bulls in recent times. No. Hopefully the tide will start to turn for you soon. Um, pushing ahead. Now, horrible news, and we spoke about this just before we came on air late. Mm. Kevin Durant. Uh. Yesterday in their matchup against the Thunder, was warming up, mm. uh, was going for a layup and slipped on the floor. Since being, you know, said that he's set to miss two to three weeks with a left ankle injury. Uh did you guys see the video? I did. I did, and I saw a, I saw like an image of a, um, of his ankle when it actually went, and it was going opposite directions. Yeah, like it, it didn't good. look pretty, did it? And I tell you what, like so much optimism surrounding the Phoenix Suns, particularly after they've acquired Kevin Durant. But this is just like the furthest thing from ideal for them at the moment, particularly heading into playoffs where they want to have a bit of synchronicity between their squad. Um, a bit of what? Synchronicity? What a, I is think that we, a word? I was about to say, is that a word? If it is, that's the word of the day. Let's bring it out. We'll try and use it again. Unbelievable. Um, I was going to go for continuity, continuity. but go with it, go with it again. Synchron- synchronicity. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm pleased to be a word because that's phenomenal. <laughs> I think it is a word. Yeah, fair play to you. Get the right. dictionary, there you go, dictionary man. out. But, um, um, yeah, look, no, and, and 
the other thing is like out of all the ways for it to happen, he didn't he didn't do it dropping thirty on a team and taking what are the a Cowboys w. doing? Are they there pre pre tip off? I know. Where I are actually they? thought that. I thought is someone going to get fired for that? We're, yeah. We've had some up close experiences and being able to see the Jack Jumpers Cowboys. Mm. They're know, on it. They are. On it. They do a you wonderful know, job. Let's be honest. Unbelievable stuff there. But what was going on there? You know, there's surely, surely someone's mopping up the wet spots there prior to tip off. Obviously not. But that's that's incredible. Two to three weeks looking at returning just in and around the start of the or the end, should I say, of the regular mm. season. Um, Lee, do you think he'll be able to fit back in pretty seamlessly on his return? Of course he will. I mean, he fit in seamlessly as soon as they as soon as he got there. I mean, they were three and O's uh, when they when they got him. He's gone down. Who knows where it'll go from here? But yeah, I've I've no um I, I've faith that he'll be able to integrate himself. And what did George Michael say, Lee? What? You got <laughs> you got to have faith. Uh, okay. Um, in other angle news, <laughs> through to the wrong guy on that. Yes, you're you're born too late. Through the alley oop and it went out of bounds, unfortunately. Yeah, that's it. No good on that one. Um, for the Lakers, Mo Bamba is expected to be out for four weeks with a left ankle sprain. Pending they make it, that'll see him return just at the end of, or the conclusion of the regular season. Hopefully. Um, after coming over from Orlando, he's, he's looked quite good there for the Lakers. So mm-hmm. hopefully he comes back with a clean bill of health. Speaking of the magic, in less than ideal news, now this is a guy I was so, so hyped for so long about his return. The idea of this guy is phenomenal. Jonathan Isaac, <sighs> what a horrible week he's had. Uh, Hasn't he had a shocking run? Returned a couple of weeks ago, suited up in 11 games after being out for two years. He's, uh, he's gone down with a torn left adductor muscle. He's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. Has mm. since undergone surgery. But just horrible news for him. You know, just after, as I said, just after seeing him return. And for the most part, he looked quite good. Mm. He's showing yeah. a bit on both ends he of the did. floor. Um, you know, 25 years old now. Got a little bit more leadership experience behind him there. An older body in that young team. Really unfortunate for him. So, fingers crossed. I truly hope we get to see him back fit and healthy next season. Hopefully no more injuries. Let's hope not because you come across these guys every now and again throughout the course of their career, just can't get a continuous run at it, can't get a good run at it. And Jonathan Isaac has been no exception. Coming back after that long-term two-year injury, as you are mentioning, Nick, you, you, it was a good news story when he first hit the court after was coming so back. It was, it was incredible news. And then so soon after to go down again, it's – Oh, it'd be so demoralizing for him after all the hard work that he would have had to put in yes. over the last few years. Let's hope he can get back out there quite soon. I always think he's almost, you know, the idea of him is almost like a prototype. If you were to go into a lab and kind of construct a player, mm. he's mm. just about what you would put together. He's, he's got the you ideal know, like athleticism. Athleticism body. does it on both ends of the floor. Yes. It's just that big injury cloud that's hung over him for so long now. So hopefully this will be the final, final piece. Mm. Um, you know, fingers crossed. Let's hope so. Fellas, I tell you what, the Grizzlies, Ugh. what a week they've had there out in Memphis. Um, the only shining light was a win, a big win over the Warriors today. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it has been the week from hell. Stephen Adams, during the week, he had a stem cell injection in his knee. Um, with that, he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. So that's going to see him miss the rest of the regular season um, at, at a minimum, mm. re-evaluated in four weeks. So that's that's not great news. Those um, big bodies take a little longer to recover mm, as well, unfortunately. Certainly do. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark, he's going to miss the rest of the regular season or miss the rest of the season, should I say, after suffering an Achilles tear. 
He was averaging 10 points, five and a half rebounds, one assist on 65% from the field this season. Um, so horrible news there. And it's just kind of you know, really testing their depth a little bit, mm. um, especially with the news that Ja Morant is set to be out indefinitely whilst he sorts out all the issues surrounding him. Um, I'm sure many of you, many of our listeners, you know, you're diehard NBA fans. You would have seen all the all the news surrounding Ja Morant over the last week or so. Uh, expected at a minimum at least another probably week mm. that he's going to miss. But there isn't a timeline on his return. So, you know, for me, I'm even even with Jar with Adams, if Brandon Clark were healthy at full strength, I'm still not quite sold on them. But with these bodies out, and in particular Jar, how do you guys think this will impact their season going forward? Well, for mine, it's the injuries, but it's also the distractions, which are a major contributor as to why I think they might struggle to get back on track. Like today, for example, that win over the Warriors, probably their gutsy. first... It was a gutsy really win, gutsy. but it was probably their first good headline, positive headline in a fair while because they've obviously had uh, Jar in the headlines for the wrong reasons. They've had Dylan Brooks, as always, getting amongst the headlines. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. I hate, and I was always told growing up, you don't hate anyone. I would <laughs> always say, hate such a strong word. You don't hate anyone. I hate that guy. He's a prick. He's an absolute villain. He plays oh. the role well. I wouldn't and I say love that, that for him. He it. does play the role. The well. league needs it. it. It does. But yeah, for mine as well, I'm I'm not sold on them, even if they yeah. are at full strength come playoffs. They've had such a disrupted last end of the year. Yeah. Um, and now, particularly with these injuries as well, it's um not looking good for them. Like when have you seen a team win uh, a championship or even make the finals who aren't completely and utterly locked in? Like these guys are not locked in, yeah. in my opinion. The, the Jars situation just speaks to, I want to say the the whole team's immaturity. I know it was his actions, but they're a young team. Like you said, I don't like what Dylan Brooks is doing. They have a couple nice young guys, but we would, I love to see a series with them and the Warriors. Though, yeah. oh, run it back, run it back on that lead though. So Stephen Adams the other day kind of came out with a bit of a spiel about you know we've kind of got to show a little more maturity, blah blah blah, not going out kind of taking a bit of pride in what we do. Mm. Following that, Ja Morant's gone out. The big issue's arisen with him. Yeah. What do you do? If you're this franchise, you're in a you're in a funny predicament, aren't you? Because you've got Ja, he's the franchise cornerstone. He's yeah. the guy you're building around. He's one of the best players within the league, probably the most exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, he's just gone off the rails a little bit. How do you kind of, you know, get this shit back on track? Mm. Do you... Well, did... did... The Memphis Grizzlies, did they suspend Jar or did the NBA or what? You know what happened? It was a bit of a combination between the both. Because obviously Memphis would need to take some accountability and suspend him for a couple of games. Which I have, which is good. But then it's like, do they go to a, do they go to a, a camp where they, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What what are they those called? Like tra- uh, team team chemistry camp? Yeah. Like they they just need to be on the right page. And this is obviously going to create some chemistry issues. Stephen yep. Adams has just said um, they need to show more maturity. He he's he being one of the leaders of that team, team um, and he's gone and, and gone and done that. So so with that, do you think, bro, mm. today because it's Jar, like I know they put certain things in place um do they give him a little bit more leash or do or do you say you know if this keeps happening mate you're you're out of here like i don't care how good you are we can't have this in our franchise because it's toxic it's absolutely the case isn't it like i think he i think he certainly does get a bit more leash because you think of like 
even back in the day with Gilbert Arenas and um, who was it that was in the change rooms, but he pulled out the Glock and um, yeah. it didn't look like it was downhill from that point. But Different kind of scenario, Dennis Rodman, but in giving yeah. that leash, you know, go off to Vegas for a couple of days, blow off some steam. A different kind of leash, but still it having di- that. It was a different era too, wasn't it? Was, it? Absolutely, it was a very yeah, much. Hundred percent. It was more uh, lenient. But where is the line? Where's the line for the Memphis Grizzlies? Where's the line for the NBA? I feel like the Memphis Grizzlies are likely to give Jar far more leash than the NBA would give yeah. him because it's yeah. a terrible look for the NBA. I'm sure Adam yeah. Silver's absolutely furious. The fact that one of his one of his uh, faces of the league yes. yep. um, at the moment and going forward is doing such irresponsible stuff that looks yep. terrible for like the, um, as a role model and like the kids watching it thinking, particularly in America, it blows my mind. In America, gun violence is such a prevalent issue. You can't issue. pull up in the club, just for clarity. I'm sure you've all seen it, but pulling up in the club and he's, he's whipped out the gun. Like that's just not... It's not on. Like someone said, it might have been Shaq or someone, but it's not like the gun accidentally fired or anything. He held the gun to the camera. It was his own action. And it's it's not not a day that goes by that you don't see, you know, some gun-related violence or action going on. So I think for the Grizzlies moving forward, they need to have a long, hard sit-down with Jar. Jar needs to get some some help on a personal level, mm. um, some really serious help. Even throughout Be- this suspension, he was on a boat, like, partying. Yeah. It just shows, like, what, what direction is he going? And you'd think this massive headline has been the biggest headline, uh, one of the biggest headlines in the NBA this year in terms of off-court. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it seems like he's not learning from it. If he, if he comes back and does something similar, like the Memphis Grizzlies, like, you don't let him go straight away as your franchise player, but... Like you said, what do you do? And it's horrible because he is such a big star. There is mm. so much that hinges on him. You try and see, you know, the possibility, the potential, everything else, but there's also the reality of what's going on with the situation at the minute, and you simply cannot have that, not only within the franchise, but within the NBA full yeah. stop at the moment. Oh, couldn't agree more. And, I mean, I was mentioning before how the NBA's leash on him would be very short, and that goes go to show when – um I think it came out as per Woj or Shams, one of the two big news breakers in the NBA, said that if he got found guilty, he would have automatically missed the next 50 games. Mm. So that that just goes to show that they're not mucking around when it comes to this irresponsible behaviour off the court. And don't get me wrong, Jar Moran, in my eyes, is one of my one of my favourite players, and one of the, as you were saying, one of the most exciting players. Yep. But at the end of the day, his actions are sort of bigger than the game of basketball at the moment. It's a bad role model and he should be doing better. Well, fingers crossed they can sort this out. He can get himself sorted. The Grizzlies can get back on track because I really think without him at the helm, uh, their season's going to come to a pretty uh, anticlimactic finish. To cut it short, they're not fine in the West. (laughs) They're they're absolutely not. No true words ever spoken, Lee. Well said, buddy. Let's move ahead, guys. Daily Dribble. Okay, as we said at the top of the show, we're now approaching about the 20-game mark for a lot of the teams around the league. And hence now, every game is having huge ramifications moving forward on the playing pitcher. Mm. It is that close currently in the East and Western Conference. There's a bit of a logjam through that middle section. So we thought tonight would provide a really good opportunity for us to impart our thoughts and predictions on this particular area. What we might do, lads, we might start with the East We'll start with our predictions. Who's going to face off in the 7-8 matchup, the 9-10 matchup, and then the, the resulting 
third game. Mm. Um, give our winners, give our thoughts on that and how we see it all playing out. Then we'll transition to the West. Guys, as always, we love hearing what you have to say. Been super, super enjoyable having a multitude of conversations with you guys from everything NBA-related, finals-related, playing-related. So be sure to keep it coming. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether that's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and keep the uh, keep the good conversations coming. Let's kick us off. I'll kick us off with the East in my 7-8 matchup. I have the Miami Heat facing the Atlanta Hawks. Now, big matchup. The winner in this, I see being Atlanta. Oh, okay. Now, which is okay. which is probably a little bit contentious just it given is. the fact they've faced off a couple of times over the last week or so and yeah. Miami's prevailed both times um over the last week or so. I just think Atlanta I I think to be, to be fair Trey's had a pretty poor season. All things considered like you look at the box score he's having 25 and 10 or whatever it is. Efficiency-wise, he's been really poor. Mm. The whole DeJounte Murray thing hasn't quite clicked as probably they hoped it would. Mm. But I still think in terms of talent on the court, um, I, I, I'm picking them in a one-game matchup. Well, we saw them last, uh, not last year, a few years ago in the playoffs, and they went on an absolute tear, didn't they? And yep. Trey was a big reason behind mm. it. So, oh, that's it, a big call, but I, I can almost see it happening. If both teams were to fire, I just see the Hawks. Maybe out battling the uh, battling the heat there. So that's that's my prediction for the seven eight matchup mm. in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to carry on with yeah, the go rest? for it. And yep. then we, please yep. do. So please in do. the nine ten matchup, I have the Raptors facing surprisingly the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Okay. Um, now I've got the winner in this one actually being the Bulls. Now I the Raptors spoken about a bit again over the last couple of weeks. Their starting five, I think, is really really good. Uh, they've added a little bit of depth, adding Will Barton there. But I, I think the Bulls have more game winners. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at Levine, you look at DeRozan, they're two guys you can go down for in clutch time to get your bucket. Uh, I just think they're probably better poised in a one-game matchup. So, hence, I've got uh, I've got the Bulls in the 9-10. Yep. In the last chance matchup, that would have Miami Heat facing the Toronto Raptors in Miami, the winner of that one for me being Miami. Uh, mm. Again, in terms of this matchup, as as much as the rotation shortened a little bit towards the playoffs, I just think the Heat are probably a little bit better poised in terms of depth, in terms of shooters, um, being the big point there. Uh, and I think Bam can be a real, real deterrent in this one as well. So I've got the uh, the Heat outlasting to take that final chance spot in the Eastern Conference. Imagine if the Bulls made it after the season they've had, like. I think I think you're right there in that certainly in that last matchup because you have to use the eye test throughout the course of the season to go well. Chicago have been so far off the mark, and there's been a lot of factors that have currently into one that. game back of Washington. Just one for game back. just for a little bit of clarity, I had a bit of a look through each team their remaining fixtures, mm. so that certainly played a little bit as to where I weighed in on this. Uh, but I think they'll be able to to mow down the Wizards there. Yep, not not gonna lie, I've written my notes completely different. To you, mate. That's that's happy days. So we love a little bit of a uh... no, no, in in not a good way. Like I'm sweating. That's why I did this when you started saying. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I was. Uh... I wrote I wrote my notes as you put it in our chat. We we could give our picks for the teams we think will finish in the play-in for each conference and why. Okay, just give it to us. Yeah. Now. So I've done like there's no right Nets or wrong answers. Yeah, this. Mate, no, that's happy days. 
Okay, I just feel like it throws it off a bit. No, probably probably didn't give enough clarity there on my behalf, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. We're rusty. We're coming off a few weeks off. It's bound to happen. Team, fine. team chemistry, a build week it on builds. week. Come you on. know, you have a couple of weeks off. It dips a little bit. But yeah, so I have the, why, they're, why I think they'll finish there, and then I have after who I think will be the matchups and who will win. Well, yeah. there you go. What's the issue? Go then? for it. Okay. That's great. So we're doing the East. Yeah. Okay. In that, in that seven spot, I have the net. So they're currently sitting six. Yep. I think they'll fall to seven. Um, despite winning their last three games, and one of them being against the Celtics where they came back um, by 20-something. What was it? Is it like 23 or 28? Yeah, it was about that. Yep. Um, I, I think they will fall. Um, they've won only they've won four out of their last ten games, um, but four of those losses came to the Hawks, Knicks, and Bulls, who, in my opinion, I think on on par with them level wise, on par with the Nets. Um, okay. Yep, it's an argue to put up if you don't think so, but you, um, you you've got the Bulls better than them. No, I don't have them better than the Nets. Oh, that that's what I'm saying. I think they're on par with them. Okay, level wise. Um, so that was disappointing, and that, that's why I think they'll fall a little bit. They do also have one of the toughest schedules ahead. They versed the Nuggets twice. They versed Bucks, Philly, Cavs, and Kings. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty ordinary outlook. Mm, so, yeah, I think I think the Heat will probably jump them for that sixth spot, yep. um, but the Hawks are four games behind them. so I, I Probably a little bit far. I, I don't think they'll catch up. But okay. in saying that, if we're talking on the Nets right now, I really like the Nets how, how fun are they? since since they've um departed with uh KD and Kyrie. Um I think Macau Bridges and also Nick Claxton have, have been probably two of the biggest names as, as breakout players mm-hmm. um this season. Shout out to the Nets today. Yeah. They they lost by five to the Bucks. Granted there was no Giannis, but they pretty much played their whole second unit the second half of that game. Yeah. They mm-hmm. like yeah. their starters didn't really play. And they took it right up mm. to one of the favourites within the whole league. Yeah, I think um, one they're of the, real plucky, aren't they? Yeah, one yeah. of the most endearing things about the Nets, just quickly, is how little fear they have against any player, any team rather. It's endearing, isn't it? Particularly without the big dogs, like we saw it a few years ago when they were riding off the back of Spencer Dinwiddie and D'Lo. But mm. now we've got the second second iteration of the, this Nets team with not any superstars, but a lot of like really like. I'm kind of rooting for them a little bit. I, I want them to do well because it's so fun. I'm just, I mean, they're you know, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, yep. Dimwitty. It's it's fun cheering for those guys. I do want to give myself a pat on the back because a couple of weeks oh, wow. ago, oh, here we go, righto. A couple of weeks ago, I was as Nick Claxton was on his um, rise. I was saying I think in the playoffs he could put it up to these guys like no, I don't Embiid, think so. no, Giannis, I don't think so. and now I think he's proved himself no. even more. No, I, I, I disagree. I he's disagree. so good I, no, on the defensive I end. think he's going to get found out big time. Just quickly on that game, before yeah. I come back to that, Brooke Lopez nearly had a very unlikely triple-double today. He got mm. the points, rebounds. He had nine blocks. Jesus. What? Nine, so nine, nine blocks. blocks. He was one block away from a triple-double of the unlikeliest sort. So shout out to Lopez there. I was, I was tracking it, and I saw him get the ninth, and I was like, oh, this is... Please, just get one more. This would be incredible. I tell you what, Brooke Lopez, I know we're going on tangents, but <laughs> a guy whose career as it's progressed oh. has seemingly just improved in every single Absolutely. statistical so, um, yeah, category. So with that, though, you really think Claxton can hang with these guys? I think he's got a... Do you think he will not, especially towards... 
I think he'll get found out. And I think especially if it comes down to late game situations, the, the easiest solution to him is just hack him. Are you talking about offensively? Nick? Oh, both ends. Oh, not so much defensive, but I think yeah. offensive is almost going to get him not on the court. No, I don't think that. I think offensively, yeah, his game is better defensively than it is offensively. Depending and, who they play, and, and though, that of and that probably will get find found out. But he is not. He's definitely not the first offensive option. I don't think he's a second. He couldn't. He may not even be the third. I'm more saying on the defensive end, he's he's going to be a threat. Here we to, go to Lee. these guys like Giannis and like and, and B. Everything you say, buddy. On the defensive end, I take for the grain of salt now because I remember oh, when you said, you know what I'm going to say. I don't. When you said Herb Jones was going to win DPOY, oh. <laughs> that he was going to be all NBL, all NBA, should I say, first team. But uh, so everything you say now about defense, I'm That like, was, for clarification, guys, that wasn't a comment I just threw out there. We, did, we did an episode on hot takes. Oh, and that was my that was my boiling hot take. Boiling I was, hot take. Got oh. third degree burns with that hot take. Well, where do you see Claxton? Oh, just as we, yeah. as we then recent back to Lee there, do you think, he can match it with these big heavy hitters. You look at Giannis Brook for the Bucks, mm. Embiid, um, even Bam, mm. um, the Cavs. You look at Mobley and Allen in particular. Allen there, like there's a lot of really good top tier big men within that Eastern Conference. Even even Rob Williams, our Horford for sure. Yeah, uh, can he hang with these guys? Um, define hang because I mean, for me personally, like I think he's. I agree with Lee in terms of his um, defensive side of his game is really, I th- sort of think, quite underrated, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think he doesn't receive a lot of credit where he should. In saying that, I think if he would to come up against, for example, Joel Embiid, good offense, particularly in the big games, yeah. will outdo good defense. And that's the thing about the those week. big guys, isn't it, that I just alluded to. They're doing it on both ends. Yep. yep. Um, that's like, it's, it's like discrediting Draymond Green. Um, his whole game because he's not as good offensively though. Like he's uh, Nick Claxton isn't first, second, third, or I'd say fourth option offensively. You know. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's my part. No, I like it. I'll rattle through these other ones. Absolutely. Just, uh, I got Hawks cool. in that. You see, we wanted this though. We said debates at the top of the show. <laughs> like we say, we'll deliver. I've got Hawks in that eight spot. Yep. Like you said, Nick. If you're a Hawks fan, it's a disappointing season. I think so. Um, yes. Murray didn't move the needle like they thought he would. Trey Young's been a bit streaky. He's been better as of late. Um, the front office has had a major adjustment, um, yep. head coach wise. Um, Do you keep Collins? If you were in the uh, the front John, office, do you John keep Collins, Collins or get rid of him? Um, keep, well, keep him for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, keep Collins mm-hmm. for now. Um, on the brighter side, I do think they're playing with a bit more urgency. Um, defensively, Trey Young has improved perimeter wise. Not not that he's um, great, but it's it's the step in the right direction. Um, and they over were, they were tragic against the Heat this week. Oh, tragic. <laughs> It was it was hard to watch how bad they were. Yep, yep. And over time, I think they'll become adjusted to how you know Quinn Quinn Snyder's coaching style. But I I don't think it'll be in enough time for them to um, yeah. reach that seventh or sixth spot. Um, at, uh, ninth spot, I've got the Wizards. 
Um, wow. I've got the Wizards got in the, whiz, in the nine spot. Um, no less. Yeah. Unlike wow. the Hawks, I think this is Suck quite... up a pain, this guy yeah, coming back to an ex lover. He just <laughs> loves it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think... you up text at 2 a.m. in the morning. What's going oh. on? I think this is kind of where everyone, including me, expected the Wizards to be this season somewhere in the play-in, which yep. I think they'll end up. Um, they've definitely established a big three now in Porzingis, Bill and um, and Kuzma. Having a better season, Porzingis, than his all-star season, might I just yeah. add. He's, he's looked really good in I terms mean... of points, rebounds and actual field goal percentage. Better than his all-star season. This is definitely wow. uh, this is definitely Paul Zingas's best season, in my opinion. And I, yeah. I think it goes under the radar a bit. He's been magnificent. Is that just because of how shit the Wizards are? I mean, they like, haven't been too bad, but I, I mean, I guess they're just not a franchise. They're not Lakers, and they're not one of these big. No, they're not. Just teams. quickly with Paul Zingas, do yep. like you were mentioning before. Do, do we think he's maybe having his best season due to the fact that there's probably been as little expectation on him as there probably has been in his career? I, From my personal perspective, I feel like the years where he's struggled, the standard for him at the start of the season has been through the roof. Yeah. And the years where he's exceeded, the bar's been much lower. Yeah. So I kind of think that's why we're notice, noticing him so much this season. I think that contributes to it and then just... As you age, the more you know basketball IQ you yeah, gain, definitely. the better you yep. get overall. Probably just both those points yeah. you've said certainly contribute. There does seem to be a correlating factor with expectations and output. Yes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully everyone predicts them for a 15th place finish next <laughs> season and there'll be goddamn MVP, MVP yep. And then Bill has also looked great after being kind of on and off all season yeah. um, with injuries. He's kind of... Um, now staying here, he's he's not been injured for a while, and he's been very very efficient. He's actually shooting a career high from the field at fifty percent this year. Um, so if they can stay healthy, I think they'll secure a playing spot. Last team, uh, so this would be what uh, 11? 10. 10. Yep, yep. I've got That's the fine. Raptors. I've yeah, sure. Another team with a very underwhelming season. Um, they've just been very stagnant, and it kind of coexists uh, with how they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. Um, forgetting Will Barton. Wow, Will, Will Barton. Who's Will's not done a lot. Yeah. He, <laughs> he I, 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 to be honest, just on that before you go, Lee, mm. I thought he was going to have off the bench, you know, granted it's only been a couple of weeks, a bigger output and actually contribute a lot more than what he has. He's not really delivered much so far. So he hasn't thrilled, has he, Will? He's not thrilled. No. He's not uh, He's not killed anyone. No. He's not done anything, <laughs> really. I was trying to think of one more good rhyming <laughs> one. I couldn't quite get there. That's but, what I um, Disappointing so far. I think so. that lack of moves, um, yes. yeah, it definitely, definitely. Won't, it won't move them up the scale. It'll, in, in my opinion, actually move them down the scale a bit. Um, they also do have the fifth hardest schedule remaining. Um, I would... In, in light of that, I probably would move them out of the playing spot, but their three last games are against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Celtics twice, but I think they'll be resting players around that time. So um, oh, that, that's my the, reasoning. The Bucks, the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah but they'll be resting. They'll be. I think they'll be resting Giannis, oh. Tatum, Brown. Even still, that's, a, that's yeah. bleak. That's a shitty way to end the season, isn't mm. it? What do you hope for there? You're hoping for two? Like if at that stage, you're probably wanting two wins at least, don't yeah. you? I mean, if you're Milwaukee, if you've built a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a lead on Boston, then maybe you do. But 
Yeah, they're still a tough squad, even when they don't have yeah, Giannis yeah. playing. Oh, Javon Carter out here to lighten it up. Javon and, uh, hitting the 50s, yeah. Oh. So if we get into the three yes. playing games. Yep, what do you got for us? Game one would be Hawks versus Nets. Yep. And no. I have the Hawks beating the Nets. I agree. So Hawks yep. secure that seven spot. Yep. Game two is the Wizards versus the Raptors. And I have the Wizards topping the Raptors in that okay. one. Yeah, so interesting. So that would be uh, game three, Wizards versus Nets. Yep. And I think the Wizards would get on top of the Nets for that eighth spot. There you go. I love it. Like so Wizards stuff. are making the playoffs. Yeah, Wizards, Wizards are in. Wow, yeah. that took a while for me for it to sink to, in. Wow. To process it. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'll tell you that, what, that Wizards-Bucks first round matchup oh, is going to be over very, very quickly. That's going to be a tough so, watch, I reckon. But stranger things have happened. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I keep throwing back a couple of years ago when the Magic faced the Bucks and was it Terrence Ross hit a game game winner buzzer beater or something? I think you're right. And it was like, oh, just a, a what-if moment. Mm. Like, imagine. But... Uh, yeah, nevertheless, Wizards, there you go, Lee. You yep. just can't help but pull yourself back towards the Wizards, can you? you uh, know? I don't hate them. Get the contract I like out. The Wizards. I'll look at him. I don't My hate contract them. has expired for the Hornets, oh, but I, I mean, we, I'm staying with them. I'm staying with Well, them. the way you spoke about before we came on air over a game of 2K, the way you spoke about the, the Hornets there suggests <laughs> that you could be on, on thin ice with them. Oh, no, he's no, giving, no, wait, he's wait till the, the draft. Wait till no, the draft. Yeah, if, if they don't get a good pick, then we might look to move no, on. I couldn't. Imagine if you moved on and they got Wemby. I know, exactly. It'd be horrible. That's exactly my point. Ro, what have you got for the Eastern Conference? Um, I'll be pretty quick with mine. I yeah, won't go into as much mate. analysis. But for me, um, I've got Miami versus Atlanta in that uh, yep. first 7-8 v- v- matchup. I think Miami, in my opinion, with playoffs on the line, I think they live up to that game and they will win that game in my opinion. Um, they've got big game players on that squad. I think Miami and they've been there and done that before in those big games. I think it's super beneficial to have these guys who've had um, finals experience, playoff experience. And there's a lot of guys from that squad who well, do. Let me, before you move on, ask you this quick question mm. on that heat team then. Now it might seem simple. Who is your go-to guy? Do you look at yeah. Hero? Do you look at Bam? Do you go Jimmy? Who, who's who's the guy you're like, this is the guy like I'm going to kind of, if needed, he's mm. going to put the team on his back and carry us. Playoff Jimmy for mine, I think, is the one who they're going oh, to go It was to. incredible him against the Lakers. Oh, wasn't it incredible? Punched over the uh, the bloody signage at the end, just spent all his petrol tickets. And it, it for me, it depends on the quarter because I, I would maybe go bam overall. But if you're looking fourth quarter... You're looking at Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. And I think we've we've said this throughout the course of his career. Like, I think even before that playoffs run that he's not really a regular season guy. But nah. when the game's on the line, he steps up. And yeah. I think he will, certainly, in this game. And Bam will be a nice accompanying player for him. Very good. Um, and then in that second matchup, I've got Toronto v. Washington. So it's pretty much as is at the moment in terms of 7, 8, 9, 10. So the um, Wizards make your plane as well. They oh. make my plane. Yeah, okay. But this is where they go out. Yes. They make they don't make the playoffs. I was about to say Toronto can't be having two blokes say the Wizards are going to make it. This is no, outrageous. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Toronto will take that one. Yep. And then Atlanta v Toronto. I'd love for Toronto to get in, but they won't. I think Atlanta. I think yeah. as you were saying before, I think they've probably got a few too many guys on that team who can step up and yep. um, win that game for them. It I hasn't think, clicked yet, but you can see mm, a world in which it does really work. If you look at that five. Kongu, Bogdanovich, there's enough there to like. Yeah, mm. I'm with you. 
So in the end, it will be Miami taking that seven spot, Atlanta taking the eight spot, and then Toronto and Washington. Unfortunately, just falling a tiny bit short. So just real quick, who would you have in that six spot, like securing that six spot? Um, probably the Nets. Yeah, I, I had mean, the Nets. Yeah. Net. So yeah. they're, they're making it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All aboard the Nets train. I love it. I'm here for it. Underdogs. Mm. Heart of a champion. Lads, let's transition to the West. I'll kickstart us. I'll go through pretty quickly once again. Mm. In my 7-8 matchup, I've got Battle of LA. Oh, I've got oh, this is going to be great oh, for NBA fans. I've got the LA Clippers facing the LA Lakers. Now, there's such a funny little predicament this for me, going head or heart. Yes. Um, I've gone with both. I've gone my winner for this one being the Lakers. Mm. Now, I, I wouldn't have picked it, Nick. Wouldn't have picked it. Not in a million years. I, I initially put down Clippers, but I thought, no, that's. That's pretty poor form if I yeah, say that. You, you I can't say that. that. No. You know, I know Matty B would have given me hell with the fifth and dribble podcast. <laughs> Love what they're doing over there from the lads. Um, but I've got to go to the Lakers. I really like, again, if LeBron comes back healthy, D'Lo comes back. Mm. With the way, and again, Mo Bumba, if he comes back as well, mm-hmm. who we spoke about earlier, mm. I quite like their roster. Mm-hmm. I think it looks a lot, lot healthier now than what it did before the deadline with Russ coming in. Um, and all signs, I know they've got to win the other day, but since Westbrook's come into the fold, again, it's kind of correlated a little bit with losses for the mm. Clippers. They've had a pretty ordinary last couple of weeks. Hence, I, don't, I don't want to give that. I don't want to put that on Westbrook. No, I don't back, want to put though. it on him either. No, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not solely because... It's not funny how he goes to the other LA team and he's automatically the scapegoat once again. No, because I, I really do. And I've spoken about this with quite a few people. I love Russ. Yeah. I love his energy. I love the way he plays. I hate his shot selection. Yeah, mm-hmm. as do I. But... I, I really do like him. So I'm not going to place that solely on him, mm. but he has been a contributing yeah. factor. <laughs> um, but I'm taking the Lakers in this particular matchup. I'm oh, sure okay. that'll get a few uh, little Raised bites there. Yes. Mate, I'm all for the clickbait here. I'm, I'm trying to defeat the algorithm. Yep. Uh, in the 9-10 matchup, I've got the Minnesota Timberwolves against the New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. The winner for this one, it's hard. Again, it's kind of like what happens with Cat, what happens with Zion. I am going to go towards the Pelicans. Okay. Now the Wolves have had a they've had quite a good last week, probably two weeks, uh, but I am going to err towards the Pelicans. I just think with Ingram, McCollum, um, Valanciunas there, I think there's a little bit more offensive firepower. Mm-hmm. So with that, the last chance matchup there would fa- would see facing the Clippers versus the Timberwolves. In this one, got to go the Clippers. I think their depth. Even though rosters shorten in these mm. do or die games, I think their depth and the quality they have would just be a little bit too much for the Wolves to contend with. Mm. Um, and for the Wolves overall, I think they would see this as a pretty disappointing season, oh. given they they mm. sold the farm and then some for Gobert. Uh, I think they have been rather disappointing, mm. and I think their future looks quite bleak as well. Even when Cat comes back. Mm. I think uh, all all signs aren't looking great at the moment out there in Minnesota. Well, I think okay. it's still because how long's Cat? He's been on and off all season. He's been out for quite a extensive period at the moment. I I feel like it's going to be hard to in, integrate him again. Even you know? when he started in though, the whole space and who the ball was going to and schematically, it just wasn't really firing. So. Like I hate to say it, but they almost look better without him. To be honest, like, yeah. To be fair, they, yeah. they they actually do, and I, it's really coincided with Edwards stepping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. I, I'm he's he's a big bowler, isn't he? I kind of, you know, I didn't think too. I thought he was good. Didn't mm. really have too many thoughts on him as such. But over the last probably month, two months, 
He's really grown on him mm. on me. The way he takes on the game, you know, without Cat, as you said, Lee, great point. In particular, the Wolves look better when he's the go-to guy. Mm. When Cat's in, they're kind of trying to disperse the ball too much or look to feed him too much. Yeah. Um, tell you yeah. what, when does Ant come out of contract? Because I tell you what, if he was Hot on commodity. a half-contending team, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd really don't like the Wolves, to be honest with you. I don't like Cat. And I don't like the franchise. In Do you general. like Gobert? And I don't like Rudy Gobert either. Mm. Um, but if he was on a like, contending team, he would be like on another level of stardom. He'd be like up on the superstardom How level. How much are the Jazz? It's, the Jazz are just out here living at the minute. They've dropped the last week or two. They're probably they're not going to make the plane. Mm. Who cares? Happy days. How good would they be feeling about what Walker Kessler's providing oh, with the draft assets they've got? They've got Rudy Gobert. Like things are looking real good out there in Utah. So, um, nevertheless, that's my uh, my predictions yes. there for the West lads. So, all aboard the Laker train, choo choo. So, if you just go ahead, so Lakers seventh and Lakers seventh, Clippers eighth. Okay. Did you say that last game about Clip? So it'd be Clippers versus Clippers versus Wolves, wasn't it? No, Clippers, oh, Clippers versus, versus Pelicans. Sorry, oh. Clippers versus Pelicans. Didn't my even mistake. talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, I said Clippers uh, okay. versus Wolves. I uh, my mistake there. Clippers versus Pelicans. It doesn't change it. I've got the Clippers. Yeah, got the Clippers okay. regardless. Lee, now, now do I just read it as I did the other one? Mate, you, you do your own. Thing. I, I guess it gives us a bit of a chance to talk about these teams a bit mm-hmm. more in depth. Yeah. Um, at that seventh spot in the West, I've got the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so I think the Clippers will slip into that sixth spot. Yep. And Mavs will sit at uh, seventh. I think, um, I mean, Kyrie and Luca have been great together, but they've still got an adjustment period that I think they're still in where they, they've got to figure out how to share the ball between each other. Um, and as a team, there's always been worries on the defensive end there still is and yes. and there's also worries rebounding ability like they're pretty low in the standings in terms of rebounding yeah, they're quite small aren't they they are for the Mavs it's not so much of a case of the Mavs not being good enough to make the play in but it's more so the Clippers having more playoff experience and um, their new acquisitions. They've got not only Russ, but they got Plumley, they got Bones Highland, they got Eric Gordon, they got some really, really good pieces um, that I think will secure that sixth spot for them. Yep. Uh, seven, uh, eighth, I've got the T Wolves. Um, I, I want to give some credit to them because yeah, we didn't. We thought they'd finish higher, but. With Cat out and then being at seven, I think that's pretty good for them. Um, but, but do you t- again, with all this, mm. do you take it with a grain of salt because there's only a game or two separating them between yeah. seventh and like 11th? I guess you like do. Next but... week they could be 12th and we'd be like, wow, they suck. I guess mm. you do. But like you said, recently they've been... Had cool. a good week. They had a good LA, a good trip out to LA. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Kings. It's very, um, it's very, very late, but I think they're finally finding their groove, and it's a shame that Cat's out because he's a, he's a core core part of their team. But with Conley coming along, he, Conley's been great, to be honest, better than Wash Gilo. <laughs> nah, he's washed. Man, no, Conley's been good. He he's directed the traffic. He, he's doing something Delo couldn't do. Um, I think they'll sit eighth. Uh, Conley. Ninth, I've got the Lakers. This is what fantasy does just quickly. <laughs> I know, it, does. Shit, it makes you hate you, players. You hate players, and for goodness only knows what reason I put Conley in for a period, and <laughs> I now resent the bloke. Yeah, what's he been giving you? Uh, he gave me nothing. He was, he's long gone now. Yeah. He didn't last yeah. long. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, so ninth, I've got Lakers. I think they'll manage 
without LeBron and by manage, I mean they won't fall out of the play-in. Um, yeah, bless you. It helps when on your team you have two outright superstars yep. in LeBron and Anthony Davis. So it's not doomsday. It's not sirens yeah. going off if one of them's out. Um, and and that- D-Rush, you're not put as a super he's, – he's a high-level star, isn't yeah, he? He's a star. Mm. Oh, it's is. a bit patchy, but yeah. AD as that um, front man right now has looked amazing over the last five games. He's average. He's averaging 33, 14, and three, which is exactly what you want to see from him. Um, just staying on the court. Like when he went down the other day, he had his face split open. It was like, oh, oh you can just say like a broken nose or a busted, yeah. whatever it is. You could just see him being out for multiple weeks, but yeah. No. Hasn't he become a meme for that? He is, he is. and like that's the thing. Like, I've lost all faith in him just because of those health concerns. Um, so him mm. him being that number one scoring option and contributing massively on the defensive end, yep. alongside with their new acquisitions, I think they just look so much more structured. Vanderbilt yeah. has been unbelievable on yeah, that defensive end that and even being a contributor on the offensive end, but yeah. in particular defensive. He has been electric. I and chucked him this, into my fantasy team. Yeah, exactly. This squad looks so much more well-rounded. Blokes who can play on both ends of the floor, who can knock down shots. Isn't it funny? Because out of all their recruits, he's probably the one that went under the radar yeah. the most. Yeah. And he seems to be the most solid of these recruits so far. So, yeah, big ups to him. And in that 10th spot. Big ups. Big ups. <laughs> big ups, indeed. Huge ups, actually. Got the Pelicans in that 10th spot. I don't have too much to say, but they're just injury-riddled very much so right now. Not only Zion being out, but um, Jose Alvarado uh, and Larry Nance out as well for, I yeah. think, two weeks, both of them. So that's your your best offensive scorer in Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson and then your two best – I forgot about Herb Jones. <laughs> oh, oh, God, not this again. Stop it. Two of your greatest defensive players gone. Not even using best. He's using greatest. Greatest. Uh, I, extra I, emphasis. I don't think they'll slip below 10, but okay. um, yeah, that's where they'll sit. Yep. So that brings us to the three games. Game one would be Mavs versus the Wolves, and I have the Mavs topping the Wolves. Mavs yep. get into that seventh spot. Roger. Game two would be the Lakers versus the Pelicans. Yep. I have the Lakers topping the Pels in that one. Pelicans are gone. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So that'd be the Lakers versus the T-Wolves in game three. And I have the Lakers making that eight spot. There you go. I like it. Like it. I was a little bit nervous there as that went on. I thought you might have tried to pull the rug from under my feet. (laughs) No. Uh, But no, very good. Well well explained and rationalised there, Lee. Let's transition to the other side of the couch. Roy, what have you got? I'll tell you what, in terms of analysis, I feel like Lee is JJ Reddick and I'm Patrick <laughs> Perkins this episode. Because no, you don't want I've to compare yourself to Kent. Given Lewis. the bare minimum in comparison to Lee, but I'll give you it regardless. Yeah. Um, in that first matchup, I have Dallas v Minnesota. And look, the jury's still out for mine on Dallas. There's no doubt about it because mm. I think as great of players as Luca and Kyrie Irving both are, um, Kyrie entered this team very late in the season and it's still taken a little while to gel with one another. Yeah. Um, just because you put two great players on the same team doesn't mean it's going to equate to wins. But 100%. I have Dallas Mavericks over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not very high on the Minnesota Timberwolves, as I've mentioned before. In the second matchup, I will have the Lakers up against a bit of a surprise one. Blazers? OKC. Oh, I love that. Ooh. OKC. Yeah. I don't have... 
the yeah. Pelicans finish in, in the play-in. I don't yeah. think Zion... I'm here for that. I, I like it. I don't actually think Zion's scheduled to be back before the end of the regular season, is he? I think last I, I heard, I think so. he might be out for the remainder, which is a big contributor. Only one game back for Thunder as well. Mm. They're not far off it, and um, they've Ooh. got a bit of... I see. I don't know. They've got a bit of something about them. Bit of ticker. Bit of ticker about them. No one's can't expecting bought, anything. Can't be taught. And uh, I think they'll come up against the Lakers in that second matchup. And I think the winner will be... Oh, how will it fare? Oh, my God. I think it will be the Lakers. Okay, okay, okay. That's all right. I don't think they will end up getting over the Lakers. As you yeah. mentioned before, the Lakers have recruited quite well in that uh, little break over the off-season, uh, over the mid-season break. And in that last matchup, the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Lakers. Look, I think Minnesota will just get wow. up against the Lakers. But with I, what reasoning? Bollocks! I just don't bollocks. I just don't have faith. You're tugging in, my leg here, are you? No, You're having I'm a little not, bit I'm of a, a chuckle. I'm absolutely not. No. I I think um, Minnesota might just have in that one game. Like if it was a game of seven, yeah, I probably would have the Lakers. But mm. I feel like Minnesota might even be coming into that game against the Lakers as underdogs, and I think they might be having a bit of a chip on their shoulder type of performance in that one game. Let's it's say, a bit. Is it, are you basing the, this on LeBron being back? Well. LeBron being back is a bit of an if at the moment. So yep. if he's back, or well, it's going. Oh, I don't know. I guess mine would be if he wasn't back. Okay. I, I think know. he. I. Th- I think he's going to be back. I think he'll he? be back. I think he's slated to be back in about three weeks. I thought. And yeah. under Dan LeBron coming into a one-off game, um, oh, he still pisses yeah, on everyone. He on does. That he roster, he absolutely he? does. And I don't like saying it because I don't like Minnesota, but I. That's, yeah. It's just a gut feeling that I have. Um, so in the end, I think Dallas and Minnesota will take up that those last two spots in the playoffs. And you had Clippers in the sixth spot, I assume. Clippers in the sixth spot, yeah. yep. Dallas, very good. I like it. There was a few differences. I like the OKC pick there. I like how plucky they are. Um, Joshy Giddy's been stepping up recently in a big way. Giddy's been tremendous. He has been absolutely fantastic. SGA there. Again, just lots of blokes. Like, it's just an absolute three fest. It is. Um, again, a, another a super fun team to watch. Mm. I hope they make it. I'd love to see them oh, make yeah, it. Me too. Um, me too. Again, granted, if they don't, take nothing away from what they've done this season. Things are really looking good out there in OKC. Mm. Poku coming back. Shet Holmgren. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot about Shet. Shet. The number two overall pick in la- when this season's draft, we've not even seen yet, possibly combined with another top round pick in maybe Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembenyama, mm. uh, one of the other top players within this draft. The multitude of assets they've got over the next not only five but ten years, they are situated really, really well to make a run at things over the course of the next decade. So mm. um, great signs there out in OKC. Yep. Lads, it has been a blast doing this. It's been a blast having us all back on the couch once again. As I said, about 20 games, give or take, to go for each team within the regular season. We are gearing up now for postseason basketball. Can you feel the energy, lads? That'll fly. And I'll tell you what, even just mentioning these playing games that are likely to occur, it's like, to be honest with you, these playing predictions, as much as we hope that they're true in terms of the teams that are in them, could be... Could, there's a number of other teams who are probably a little bit stiff not to make it. And Knocking a couple on the door. of teams who might fall into that... Um, position Absolutely. whether at risk so mm. a lot to play out a lot to play out there's still a lot to decide every game has so much meaning behind it so guys we would love to hear what you thought of our predictions here all a little bit different in their own right who got it right who got it wrong probably me um so be sure to hit us up on all the socials instagram facebook youtube twitter tiktok give us your thoughts be sure to follow for all the latest news around the league mm. um i will be back 
Now, pending, we've got game three tipping off to the NBL finals very, very shortly. The New Zealand Breakers against the Sydney Kings, as we record about 10, 10 minutes, minutes time. 10 minutes um, and then game four on Sunday. Normally, I record on Monday night. Uh, that would depend. I'm going to base it on what happens after game four. If there's still game five to play out, I'll hold off recording. Um, so my next episode will be once an NBA NBL champion is crowned. If that's on Sunday, I'll record on Monday, if not, I'll record on Wednesday. So mm. really looking forward to sharing that one with you guys. By this time, by next week, we will have an NBL champion crowned. Um, and us next week, we'll be back on the couch together yep. to discuss everything NBA. Looking forward to it. Guys, till then, from Lee, Roy, and myself, we hope you have a tremendous week. Enjoy every game as it is all action at the moment. We can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.